Welcome to the Mayor Minutes Podcast. I'm Joanna Mouton, Mayor of Wyzetta, Minnesota, and your host. Tune in each month as we get to the heart and soul of the people who serve the city and the community. Today I'm joined by Tori Shockle, a resident of Wyzetta and an active and valuable member of our Parks and Trails Board and Panaway District Committee. Tori, like many others, volunteers his time each month to make a lasting impact on the community as a boards and commissions volunteer. Tori has spent time as a management consultant and on different strategy teams, and his ability to solve ambiguous problems has served him well as a city volunteer. Welcome, Tori. Thanks. Grateful to be here. Tori, tell us a little bit what brought you to Wyzetta. So about seven years ago, my wife and I were finishing graduate school in Evanston, Illinois. We knew we wanted to move back to Minnesota. Uh, and yet wanted to retain these elements of Evanston we loved. And specifically, let me know if it sounds familiar, we wanted homes far enough away where they had yards and yet close enough to a walkable retail restaurant core, uh, connected bike trails, close to water, 30 minutes downtown, 30 minutes to the airport. And really only about five places in the Twin Cities met that criteria. Um, Wyzetta obviously being one. Like a crazy person I took census data and added, you know, weighted different variables we liked. Wyzetta, I think in Edina, Pop to the top. Wyzetta obviously has the character and charm. Found a place right on the loose line and we've been there ever since. So board members like Tori are appointed by the city council. Tori, tell us a little bit about why you joined Parks and Trails and what was the process like for you? Yeah. Um, the short answer is I joined Parks and Trails because I wanted to help. Wyzetta liked Parks and Trails. And the process was super easy. Um, kind of the longer answer to that is I knew I wanted to give back somehow, and actually I had a conversation with former mayor um, Wilcox and manager Dahl, and had said, look, I travel Monday through Thursday, but I'd love to give back some way. Is that, you know, could I do side analysis that would be helpful or save the city money? Could my firm do a pro bono project? They had said, well, here's some of the needs we have. And I said, shoot, that's not my skill set. Here's my skill set. And they said, shoot, that's not the needs we have. Um, but when time allows, you should consider a board. When time allowed, namely I changed jobs. They were looking for applications. I had applied to be on the board, and the process was very easy. It was kind of an online form I filled out for 20 minutes, dropped it off at City Hall, um, got a call from City Hall saying we'd be interested in having you interview for Parks and Trails. It was a 15-minute interview with council, I think two members from staff, that felt like a lighthearted job interview. Why are you interested? What's your background? Some topics they're addressing. Uh, got a call a few weeks later saying we'd be interested in having you on the board, and I think I started a month later. It was really straightforward. That's great. And it's been how long now since you've been on? I think about three years. Wonderful. So being on a commission or a board is certainly a time commitment. Um, and you have a job, you have a family, um, but it is rewarding and it creates lasting change and connection to the community. For someone looking to apply, what is being on a board look like on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis? I think it depends on two factors. The first is which board or commission or committee. I'll, I'll use probably board for all of those loosely. Um, which one you join? And then the second is your chosen level of involvement. And in my mind, there's kind of a bare minimum. Next level would be you could roll up your sleeves and the next level is you're kind of an officer on that board. Um, I'll speak to Parks and Trails because that's what I know best. At the bare minimum level, it's about three hours a month. And that looks like attending our meeting once a month. That's about two and a half hours. It's probably half an hour of email exchange or prepping for the meeting. And then maybe you're volunteering at James J. Hill Days. So again, bare minimum, three hours a month. At kind of that next level of rolling up your sleeves, and for us, that's probably about half of our board, um, at maybe about six hours a month. And a big call out to um, 
Marilee Babcock, who I think goes well above and beyond that out of her desire to help Wyzetta. But for many people, it may be um, for our subcommittee, for instance, we have concerts. Over the course of two months, you would be finding some of the uh, bands, getting those approved by the board, getting signs made, putting them across town, maybe attending the week of. So again, your chosen level of involvement in which topic, but maybe about six hours a month. At the chair level, I only have myself to go on, so this could be way out of whack. But for me, if I'm honest, it may be about 20 hours a month. I think some of that stems from me being a people-pleasing perfectionist with workaholic tendencies. So it may look different for others, but the range is different week to week and month to month. And it can involve um, checking in with subcommittees or being on them. It may involve meeting with other entities like Lions or Rotary to see if they'd be willing to help pay for, pay for the playground, or maybe the school district. Um, responding to questions, concerns, or thoughts from citizens, staff, or council. Um, it could even be small things like twice a year I send out a survey to the board saying, how could I use your time better? How could we serve a better? So it all looks different week to week, month to month, but at a chair level, maybe about 20 hours. Again, thank you for that time commitment. Have you considered any other boards or commissions that you might like to get involved in? Someone had mentioned um, if I would join another one, and it was such an easy thought to say no, because it nothing against volunteering, but I think it's the interest in that particular topic. And I'll just give an example. Planning Commission, I think it's interesting to think what could Lake Street be in 20 years. Sure. But Planning Commission at a detailed level for what does the city code say and how does this variance apply or not apply is a special skill set. And I think actually the applications do a great job of saying, here's who's kind of best for this and knowing what skills you have and don't have. And for that one, like, I don't have it. But um, I think volunteering is kind of this addictive thing where it's once you're in one, it's kind of really nice and helpful to to be in others. Absolutely. Well, we certainly hope you'll keep your mind open to maybe some others that might uh, be a good fit for you. Um, so uh, we noticed that um, certainly, you know, you give a lot of your time, energy, and ideas. Um, volunteers like you are really the anchor of our city, and they do so much uh, from dig it and pull it days, um, serving on boards and commissions. What are some of the latest initiatives specific to your role on the Parks and Trails boards that um, that you and your team are working on? So I'll take off some specific initiatives, but it's important to frame it in the context of our major initiatives come from our Parks and Trails master plan. And for those unfamiliar, Wyzetta has a master plan, Panaway has a master plan, Parks and Trails has a master plan. Panaway is kind of a good example. Panaway is not a random amalgam of ideas, right? It, is, it was a top-down vision to say, how could we rejuvenate our waterfront? And from it, here's the specifics. Similarly, Parks and Trails went through an exercise a few years ago, before my time, so I deserve no credit, that said, top-down vision, what do we want the portfolio of our parks and trails to be in 10 plus years? And that involved, it was a two-year process, involved an outside firm and hundreds of touch points and interactions with um, the public and then ultimately um, approval by the council. And it got quite specific to say park by park, here's the improvements that we would want when we think they should happen and roughly how much it should cost. And so within that context, it kind of gives us a year by year plan towards that. And so um, some of the specific things members could see next year is, number one, we're renovating the two playgrounds at Clapridge and the beach. Uh, Number two, we're delivering and slightly expanding some community events, namely our community education curriculum, popular maple tree tapping, tree planting, concerts, and potentially new winter activities. And then we're thoughtfully exploring ways to make Wyzetta conducive to other popular adult sports. 
That's, of course, in addition to things like maintenance on the courts and marina, which is all credit to Mike Kelly and his crew, and then small ad hoc improvements like a sign had graffiti on it, so that was replaced. We added you know, seats to the beach, um, added a bike rack in the beach. And then there's some internal things the public may not see, like improved effectiveness with subcommittees and clearer bylaws, trying to create a sustainable funding model. And then we're really trying to get more public input. And so that includes, and special thanks to Liv for making this happen, putting QR codes in all parks just to make it even easier to get the public's impact re- input. We really do value um, thoughts that the public has, especially as they're kind of in use with, with the parks. So of all the initiatives you've brought up, some of the most popular have been the Adirondack chairs. Sometimes it's the small things, yeah, right, yeah. that really have an impact in a community and what you become known for. Uh, do you have a favorite out of all of those that you're really looking forward to seeing come to fruition in the next couple of years? Yeah, I think um, updating Clapperidge. Clapperidge was old. It's such a unique space that we have. It's center of town. I think it's so kind of magical how especially the skating space transforms in the winter and is kind of this community backyard. But the playground space is a bummer, for lack of a better word, and the end is quite outdated. And so I think updating that in a way that still feels like a neighborhood park and um, is still kind of in that wooded atmosphere um, will be great. It is really special. The terrain is challenging, uh, mm-hmm. but one of the things we consistently hear, especially in the winter, right, is that it's out of a Hallmark movie, mm-hmm. and we don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. And so I know the Parks and Trails has really worked really hard with some designers to come up with some concepts and and put a plan forward so that we don't lose that magical feeling, uh, regardless of the time of year, and that it is right in the middle of a neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, even though there's all also a road that goes through. But what's great about that is you know, if you're just driving through town and have never been here before, you get to experience a little taste of what YZ is all about. So we're looking forward to that. And YZ Beach, the playground there, that is currently under construction, isn't it? Is. It is, yeah. So it's it's under construction. When do we anticipate that that will be completed? It should be. We purposefully did it um, once things were shut down for fall with the intention of having it done by spring. So it should be done before then, but at, at the very least when, when things warm up. Now, refresh my memory. So there was the primary playground, and then there were some additional components. Did we decide, and that's the problem when we make all these decisions uh-huh. all the time, which ones we're actually going to um, implement right away. Were we considering like some additional components to the playground at a later time, or is that happening all at once? The only additional thing was we wanted more. So there's standard playground that is still within that footprint people are used to kind of that circle in addition we had um the city will actually be building us kind of a, a water sand table kind of a stem element um to have near the beach for kids to uh to play with and then there would be one additional component of kind of a spray mister but that's right next to the playground as well and what's great about both of these playgrounds being renovated is something that they were both lacking, which is ADA compliance. Mm-hmm. And now we will have that. So regardless of ability, um, all kids and their families can come and enjoy uh, the facilities. Well, thanks for joining us today, Tori. You know, the city deeply appreciates your time, energy, and efforts. And to everybody who's listening, um, if you're interested in volunteering your time to make a difference like Tori, Applications are open this fall and can be found at yzeta.org. 
I believe applications will be accepted through November 19th. May I make two suggestions for those thinking of applying to boards? Absolutely. The first, the first thing I'd say, and you've seen many more of these, so please jump in. The first thing I'd say is, one, um, if you're thinking about joining, um, go online. You can see the at wiseta.org. You can see when they meet and how long they meet, and just make sure you have that time. And then the second thing is either attend a meeting in person or read the minutes and just make sure you like you know most of the, the content there. I think early on, for instance, I mentioned planning. I don't know if I realize that is a lot of detailed analysis of code. Reading the minutes will be you'll really quickly pick up on that. And then if I could Mythbus two things, but please jump in if either of these are wrong. No, go right ahead. The first is um, interest is can almost be as important as experience. Again, I think the packet calls out who is a better um, applicant for some of these than others, but I did not have any experience in parks and trails beyond being a user. Um, and that seemed to work. Maybe it shouldn't have, maybe the council <laughs> made a mistake and I should have had experience. But um, in, if you don't have experience but have interest, I think that suffices. The second is um, come to advise, not to advocate. And I'm taking that out of the, the kind of code of conduct for the board. And if you feel strongly about something should or should not be built, um, or kind of a specific, let's say, sport or park or something like that, um, please you know, attend a meeting or, or say something. But I think important that the boards remain neutral on topics. And just as an example, I live right on the loose line. I bike and would love to see it paved. That topic actually came up with three rivers, but it became really clear the community loves it unpaved. And so board member Tory had to vote, keep it unpaved, while citizen Tory would rather see it paved. And I think that type of neutrality is important for anyone. So, so come to advise not to advocate. Yeah. Those are great points, Tori. You know, our boards and commissions are advisory bodies to the council, and they make recommendations to the council. And it's hard sometimes, right, because we love our community. We're so passionate about it. And we have our own personal views, but we really do have to remove ourselves from those personal views and really um, advise, you know, the council receives advice from these boards and commissions, and we look at it from the perspective of, that advice has to come from uh, the lens of what is best for the community, not as an individual or even a small um, group of individuals, but the community as a whole. So that's really great advice. And the other point that you made, which is incredibly valid, is you know interest does suffice. Uh, you may not, as an applicant, have direct experience um, in a particular topic, but if you are committed and passionate uh, about a topic um, and want to serve, your life experiences and your experience as a community member is valued. Um, and so I definitely agree with you that that oftentimes does suffice. It's hard to find people who will have direct relevant experience. We don't have seven park rangers on parks and trails, right? They're people who are who enjoy volunteering and want to make a difference in, in some form or fashion. And we are, as a council, incredibly grateful. Um, and thank you for calling out Public Works. I know you work very closely with them um, and all of the different initiatives, and they work really hard to, to implement those visions, uh, both from parks and trails, but also... Um, the directives of from council, and then ultimately keeping you know everything running really smoothly. Yeah, I don't envy the job that they have from emptying garbage cans to plowing streets, replacing sewer lines, and <laughs> they keep us 
you know, operational um, all the time, really a critical service. Well, thanks again, Tori. Appreciate the insights and again, all of your hard work. It's very much appreciated. It's now time for Ask the Mayor. This is dedicated time at the end of each episode where I answer questions the community has submitted the month prior. Email your questions to cityatyzeta.org. I will respond to each question, either on air or directly. The main question I'm receiving is, will the Light Up the Lake community celebration event happen this year? The answer is a resounding yes. After taking a year off, the Light Up the Lake celebration will return to town. Join us from 4.30 to 7 p.m. on November 26th for reindeer, letters to Santa, hot cocoa, treats, holiday music, magical wagon rides on Lake Street, a candy cane hunt, and more. Be sure to bring a toy to the depot to donate to the annual Wyzetta Police Department Toys for Tots Drive. I will be hosting a tree and town lighting ceremony and a parade of lights down Lake Street will be hosted by the Wyzetta Fire Department. We even hear Santa will be making an appearance on his sleigh. This year, activities will take place both at Depot Park and on the new Panaway Plaza Park. More details can be found at wyzetta.org slash lightupthelake. Thank you for listening to this month's Mayor Minutes podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite listening app so you don't miss an episode. You can listen to the latest and find links to available streaming platforms at wyzetta.org slash mayorminutes.